Hey, this is Sujin. And Aaron on the Growth Mapping Podcast, where we break down what really happens behind the scenes in the world of marketing. We're going to show you what works and what doesn't, and we'll be interviewing some of the biggest names in the online world. You'll learn the strategies, tactics, and tricks that really move the needle and drive massive results. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. Today, we're going to talk about how to grow your business to a million dollars and beyond. The emphasis on beyond, because a lot of people, they get stuck. Aaron, so let's let's jump in, break it down. Yeah, well, I think break it down is the right words. Uh, we really need to, when, you know, when looking at trying to firstly get to that million dollars, uh, we need to work out how to break that down to understand what that million dollars is per month. Right? And once you've got that, you can start to work backwards to understand um, how much revenue you need per month, how many clients that's going to mean, and then what sort of work effort you have to put in to get there. So really, when you're looking at a million dollars and you break it down that way, it's not a huge amount of money if you can work backwards. And you know, I guess what I'm referring to here is um, from an agency or consulting perspective. I know, Sujin, you, you're going to cover a different perspective from um, you know, SaaS or software, which would be quite good. But in terms of for me um, and from the agency side, you've got to look at it in terms of how much revenue comes in. What's your average revenue per client? I'd say on average, um, in terms of an agency client, you're looking at around um, 10K a month. And so, if you really you need to get to a million dollars, which is was eighty k a month or thereabouts, you're looking at uh, eight clients. You only need to get eight average clients to be able to get to that amount. Um, of course, there's many other factors like reducing churn and um, the cost of sales and so many different things. But um, to keep it nice and, and clean and tidy, uh, let's just say eight clients. So it's it's then deciding, okay, well. How do we get to that point and, and what's involved? But before we dive into that bit, I'll, I'll let you jump in, Sujan, and explain a little bit about your numbers from a SaaS perspective. From the SaaS side, uh, if you have a software business, I'll take like Mailshake as an example, where our product is 19 bucks a month. So in order for us to make a million bucks, we need 4,200 customers, actually 4,210 customers. So how the heck are we going to get those customers, right? So I think a lot of people... I want to build a million dollar business or I'm going to go do this. I'm at that place. But let's say you want to double it. Well, you need 4,200 new customers if you need, and the agency said, Aaron mentioned, like eight customers. I think that's, a, you know, if you if you include, let's say, churn on both sides, maybe you need 10 customers or 11 customers. Maybe on the SaaS side, you need to acquire not just 4,200. Maybe you need to acquire 5,000. Um, but, you know, what it comes down to is like, Okay, if you want this many customers, how many people do you need to talk to? Like, uh, how many people do you need to get to your website? What's the conversion rates? And 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 do the math. So, like, if I were to go do the math on on uh, the SaaS side, and let's say I had amazing conversion rates, and I had a ten percent conversion rate, uh, that means I need to get forty two thousand people to the website, and that means. I need to figure out how I'm going to get to do that. And I think a lot of people are like, I'm going to do social media. I'm going to do content marketing. Well, you just start from scratch to get to 42,000 visitors. You kind of need a long time on the content marketing front. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And look, switching back over to agency, I mean, we've covered how to grow an agency in the past. And there's really those sort of three main pillars where we were talking about 
um, inbound, outbound, and partnerships, right? Inbound is going to be the the slow burn, the long thing to bring in customers. The partnerships, you know, you've got to build partners that are actually engaged and then work on a partnership, you know, engagement plan where you're keeping them engaged, keeping them, keeping your company top of mind. So that it's not necessarily a quick thing either. What is quick on both of those fronts is probably the paid um, acquisition of, of bringing in um, new visitors to your website, to your landing pages, and, and ultimately to your product or service. Just one thing to add here, Aaron, I think a lot of people can get to a million dollars. It's hard, but it's also easy at the same time. What I mean by easy is that, like we just said it, you need eight customers paying you 10K. Okay, maybe you can't charge 10K. You need 20 customers paying you 5K. And I think a lot of people can get there. Now, it might take you, you know, depending on where you're at, how much time you have to spend, take you longer. But it's about understanding, you know, let's say you get to that million, what got you there? And a lot of times, what got you there won't really get you to that next level. But it's understanding what you did, what's working, what's not. So those channels, how to grow them. The same thing on the SaaS side, right? Like, so if you need, if you need to get thousands of customers, um, figure out your channels, make a plan, make a plan of what you're going to do. Like every quarter, uh, we look at our projections, our trajectory. We look at where customers are coming from. You know, I'll give you a live example. With Milkshake, it's like 80% of, uh, of our new growth is coming from word of mouth. So that means like, what do I need to do to like get word of mark to work better? We're investing, you know, we finally have a marketing budget. June 1st, I think was like the first month where we started spending money on marketing outside of kind of my elbow grease. So we're like, okay, we're going to go do content marketing. Well, I said, knowing how long it takes for content marketing to work, we're going to give ourselves kind of a bit of a runway. We're going to do paid search, but wait, we did the math. And our economics don't work out because the estimated cost I, I projected to get a new customer was somewhere between you know $300 and $500 a new customer. And our LTV was still too new of a business to where our payback period would be ridiculous. So we're like, okay, well, we need to get to a better conversion rate. So all these things help me pan out where I should invest in. Or, and that's, you know, it goes along the line of like, what got you here won't get you to the, you know, your, your next. Like if you're a $1 million business, you probably want to get to two, three, four, five, ten million dollars $10 million, whatever. So just know that you need to kind of think, and, and mature your marketing and your acquisition and your business to, to go from a million to that, that 10. I, I like that you've, you've referred to what got you here won't get you there. It's actually a brilliant book by Marshall Goldsmith that I highly recommend, uh, worth reading for everyone. But the, the point there is also a, a strong point. Getting to a million, you, know, you, you can often do almost on your own. You know, in a consulting business, eight clients, you could possibly have them on your own. You might need a little bit of help here and there. But structuring things and and working out how to operate differently to get to to many multiples of millions that's that's where there's got to be a a change of of structure and thought and process procedure and so much more look for you when you when you go and be beyond a million in SaaS, i mean what what are some of the key things that you need to put in place there i mean first and foremost a team right and and that process. I think those are the same things because when you build a team, when you hire people, the best thing for them to do is a process. The things that you're doing every day, don't make me think about it. Don't, don't make people think about it. 
get get a checklist going. It's really easy to, to, to mess up on marketing. It's, it's complicated. It's really easy to mess up on customer service. It's easy to mess up on little things, but you need that team. You need that process. And um, I always say a company, whether it's an agency or SaaS or whatever, is only as good as their as their weakest link because that at some point will start to like hold them back. It'll be the bottleneck from maybe it won't affect you at two million, maybe it affects you at three or five, and and at some point it'll hurt you. So team, and we've talked about we've talked about many times, Aaron, building a team. What else? What what else do you think is important? Yeah, look, uh, team's incredibly important. I, I mean, some of the biggest problems I had, of, of, yeah, it's a whole episode in itself, but some of the biggest problems we've had is in growing the team in the wrong way or the wrong people. Uh, there's so much to cover there. When building that team, culture is incredibly important. Uh, there's something that we, we promote heavily um, in our agency, um, and that, that's what we like to call the give a shit factor, that people actually care about seeing success that the team members actually care about being involved in in a movement in something that drives everything ahead and they're not just there for the paycheck and and do their their standard hours and leave it's it's not you know trying to wring every bit of value out of an employee it's the other way around in that they just want to contribute to something that everyone holds the same vision and that that give a shit factor really just that that's a, a significant sign for us that we've hired the right employee, and that, and that comes into the cult, company culture and so much more. Yeah, definitely. Another big big thing here um, to consider is the how how big a channel is, how big your market is. So uh, I'll speak to it from the SaaS side, but um, you know Brian Balfour um, of CoElevate does a, and Andrew Chen both do. a great job kind of explaining this around like the ch- size of your channel. So, you know, I was talking to a client the other day and they're, they're, they're selling software to small business owners, SMBs, and they have very specific software. And, I, and they're like, hey, we want to invest in SEO. And I'm like, I, 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 they gave me access to analytics to look at the AdWords. I looked at like where people, what people are searching for. I spent hours and, and I realized like people are not searching for this solution. It is not a, SEO is not going to be a channel that's going to be huge. Uh, and well, there's people searching for it, but it's a super small search volume to where the effort outweighs the benefit. And so look, and, and that reminded me of like looking to uh, understand where, where your growth comes from, how big those channels are. Like if you have word of mouth, but you only have 100 customers and 100% of your customers recommending one more customer will only get you to 200. But if you have 10,000 customers, and you have a 10% of your people referring you business, and that's a thousand people. So, you know, word of mouth is probably not a channel you can bank on in the first year of your business. Uh, what do you, how does this correlate to the agency side? People always tell you to, to niche down and focus on a small particular area or segment. And, um, I, you know, I don't disagree, but you just got to make sure that there's there's enough volume and enough appetite for, you, for your services there. For me, I've, I've never gone, oh, our agency, we've never gone um, too niche. We're, we're pretty much able to help anyone. We, our, in terms of being niche, we're able to help companies of certain sizes. That's, that's where we um, sort of differentiate what we do. Um, but any industry really works for us. But yeah, I can look. I, I definitely understand the point and agree with the point being made for sure. Look, I guess one of the points that I wanted to add there was that if you're looking to grow beyond a million and and a lot more, 
your whole marketing setup needs to be different, not just marketing budget, but uh, the channels that you approach, um, how systemized your your marketing is, um, your sales funnels need to be nice and smooth and, and highly functioning so that the focus becomes just putting more traffic into those funnels rather than trying to make sure the funnels work in the first place. You know, ideally, if you're scaling up to a certain level, you've found a way to make paid traffic a profitable traffic source or lead source for your business because that's the stuff that is almost infinitely scalable and that you can sit there and say, uh, we need more leads, I will just put more money into this channel and you know the maths behind what you've done to, to ensure that you know how, much, how many sales are going to come out the other end. But the real question is, is it math or maths? I guess it really you know I mean? depends on which part of the world you're sitting in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, I mean, that's super important. I think the way I look at this is a, a hack, a growth hack, whatever. That might get you thousands, tens of thousands. A tactic or tactics can get you hundreds of thousands. But a strategy can get you millions. And I'm talking revenue here, right? So you're never going to win on a growth hack. Yeah, Microsoft uh, or Hotmail had the email signature. Well, first of all, try to repeat that 100 times over, 20 years over, much, much harder than, than, you know, than it seems. But that was probably not their only thing. And at the time, that was probably a strategy. Now it's a hack because so many people have, have done that. So, so anyways, the point being is do the math and know the difference. And I think, Aaron, there's a very, 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 very big thing that's the, the elephant in the room, but it, it, it's not something you can quantify. I think that's brand. Building a brand. You and I like work our butts off to do this. We speak. We do this podcast. We do a bunch of stuff to build our brand and agency brand and reputation. That's, that, that stuff is really, really important because it's what people perceive you to do, even when they don't know you. It's those soft things that you really can't quite measure. Yeah. You can get to a million in revenue without a brand. Uh, I've seen it done plenty of times. You can get those eight customers for your agency without a brand. You want to go beyond and, and above that, you, you need to start focusing on those intangible things. Those are the things that are going to allow you to be able to close million-dollar deals, not just get a million dollars in revenue. And we, we've covered this in a, in a podcast episode in the past, but having those credibility indicators, having really nice des, uh, nicely designed um, proposals and, and a web presence, um, making sure you're seen in the right places, connected to the right people, you're in front of journalists and, and PR, um, the combination of all of those things that would be lumped under brand and, and brand growth are what's going to take you from, um, you know, from 1 million to, to a whole lot more. So that, that's, that's the same message that I'll continue to tell people. Get to work on your brand if you, if you want to start to see some exponential increases in revenue. Yeah, and, and actually you can measure this thing. So I call BS on not measuring it. <laughs> um, use, use Brand24, use BuzzSumo. Um, my, my number one KPI that I do as a marketer, I look at as a marketer, is um, how many brand mentions is my company getting myself getting a month and I've just continued to kind of hammer away at it and you can use these tools to kind of do it and I think like brand 24 that's kind of one of my uh, um, one of my more favorite tools or like more used tools because it measures Facebook Twitter 
links back to your site, brand mentions without links um, and whatnot, you, it goes back like months. So you can see kind of growth. So yeah, go, go look at those tools. And so I guess more accurately, okay. it's there's no direct financial measurable ROI from building brand was the point I was trying to make. I think you can measure that too, but that's a whole like <laughs> that's right. like a we book have, or we have a new episode. <laughs> cool. All right, Aaron. What else? What's the what's the one thing? What else is there besides brand? Uh, well, look, I, I lumped brand and design into the to the one point there. I think um, I think they were covered nicely, but um, you know, make yourself look professional and and stand out compared to everyone else. Um, build that as a key point of differentiation, and you know, watch the results come. Yep, couldn't have said it better myself. Well, guys, thanks for listening. If you have any questions, you know where to find us. We're somewhere on the interwebs. And stay tuned for some more episodes. We're going to talk about struggles with running an agency, how to, do, how to think about pricing for your SaaS business, your consulting business, and a lot more on copywriting. Till next time. Stay tuned. And that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you have questions, reach out to us at hello at growthmappingpodcast.com as we would love to hear from you. We believe we've delivered value to you. If you agree, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It's the best way you can say thanks. So thank you, and we'll catch you next time.